0: Hello and welcome to Awakened Entrepreneur Revolution. In this podcast, you will discover how to co-create success in your business by aligning mind, body, and soul. Each week, you will hear unconventional ways to build your business multidimensionally by mixing the woo and the do. Their traditional approach hasn't resonated with you because it is not meant for you. You have simply evolved past it.
1: The energy is shifting. The old tools are not working anymore. So let's ride the wave into the new world together with your host, Judith Junke, Ascension Coach and Business Mentor, and Jenna Nixa, the Authentic Sales Coach and Multidimensional Business Mentor. Let's apply what you already know to be true intuitively and then massively up level your business to live your purpose on purpose.
0: All right. So welcome back. We are already on episode nine of. Awakened Entrepreneur Revolution. And today I'm so excited because this is one of my favorite topics that I end up doing a lot of work around with my clients. And that is, how do we get clients? (laughs) What does this process look like? And so what we've decided to do is um, break this process up into three steps. But more importantly, we're going to talk through um, you know, when are things not in alignment during each of these three steps? And where where does fear come in? And how, when do we overcome fears? And then when do we also say, no, this is actually like I'm drawing a line in the sand. I'm just not willing to do A, B, and C, right? And so the first part is going to be all about being visible and, you know, magnetic messaging and that attraction piece, like starting to bring people into your world, marketing, Right. And then the next piece is all about, okay, now they're here. What do you do with them, right? How do you nurture them? How do you get to know them? How do they get to know you? How do they feel that connection? And that looks different for everybody. And then the third piece, which will be that third week, third part of the series is all about, okay, now they're here. They know you, they like you. And you know, the whole no like, and trust piece, but now what, how do I get them from you know, being in my audience and and connecting to actually becoming a client. So it's more of that like, enrollment piece and what comes up there. Because the thing is, and I know, Judith, you can attest to this as well. All different fears come up along the way along the process through this funnel that we take our, our, um, our people through, right. And so today, again, We're going to be talking all things visibility and bringing people into your world, lead generation, marketing, and of course, with all of these things, this is fluid. It's not like this is only done here, but it's not done in the middle and it's not done at the end, but we just wanted to like round it out so that we have conversations about the different parts of the journey. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah. And I'm really excited about this topic because
1: as you might've heard What Jana just described overall is the core. It's the centerpiece, the heart of how your business runs, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's about having other people notice and see you, your brand and your offers, basically your business, and then how you create the connection. And then in the end, how you turn people and eyes into paying clients. That is essentially what makes it a business and not an expensive hobby, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The question is then really, it's an exciting journey, right? All of entrepreneurship is what I always feel is the best self-development and personal growth program that you can buy into basically right, <laughs> in the world. And all of these steps will cause different kinds of, I'd say, resistance or challenging. And Janet and I are going to have this conversation here. And I'm curious where we'll end because I'm sure there's some things where we Completely will agree and be on that same spot. And maybe there's also some things where we disagree and maybe we have different perspectives for you because what we want to also showcase with this mini series here is, as we're always saying, there's not this one strategy, this one cookie cutter or the blueprint thing. Here, take it. And this is the only way. It is not. You get to figure out your way and that is exactly what else we want to transmit and just provide you examples for so you can follow along and find your own because that is essentially what gets you into the most of your power. And the more that you are in your power, the more you're going to sell.
0: Absolutely. That's so beautiful. And I'm so glad you brought that up because that is the backbone of this entire podcast is to continue to infuse into everything that we say that there is other ways. And that's why it's so important when you are thinking of hiring a coach or working with a coach is that you have that alignment with them. You know, one thing that I noticed early on that I started to point out to people is if you don't like the way they came about getting you into their world, then don't hire them (laughs) because guess what? They're going to teach you to do that. (laughs) And people forget that, you know, and I certainly did. And I was like, oh no, now I have to do it this way. And this is not how I want to do it. And so just opening your mind to the idea that it really gets to be your way. And you can even pick pieces from what Judith says and what I say and and make it your own too. And so so anyway, so to begin with this, the reason I wanted to talk about this is this has been coming up a lot for my client, this resistance, this resistance around being visible, right? Like going live, putting yourself out there. And even, and even so much around sharing like stories and, and just being vulnerable. And, you know, one of the things I like to really challenge my clients within this space is this is what makes you human. Like you are going to mess up. You're not going to always do it right. You know, your, your message and your vulnerability will connect with the people it's supposed to connect with. But as long as you're, and this is overused, but it's true. If you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody. And you, so you really have to get digging into who you really are and what you stand for, what your mission is and what you stand against. And start to infuse so much more of that in. And while it could be scary, it's also very necessary because the right people are going to go, oh, yes. I feel that way too. I want to hear more about what she has to say because we love to listen to people that we agree with.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is true. And I love that you exactly mentioned this. That is actually, and I didn't know that you were going to say that (laughs) like that. So it's just perfect match if you want. It's basically what you just said is the core reason why the way I teach marketing is called the reverse engineered approach because I reverse engineer from your soul and from who you are. That's the very first thing before we look at any kind of marketing strategies of which platform you're going to be on, um, you know, who is your perfect client, we're going to dive deep into yourself first. And from there, you get all the answers anyway, right? But that also takes when, when we talk about resistance, that takes courage, courage, courage to face yourself and to face your fears and whatever else there is. And then also figure out what is the way that you share it online And I can share one sentence that really, that stuck with me when I trained to become a speaker, like a public speaker on stage. And the speaker training, the trainer I was with then said, the stage is not your therapy place. Right. And that is the same for social media. You want to share your story, but you don't want to use your accounts, your videos, your whatever you're sharing, your emails. You don't want to be using that to share your, and that might sound a bit mean, What don't want to be sharing just your cry story for the sake of sharing your cry story. You do want to share your learnings in that, and you can share how hard it was and how challenging it was and how you overcame it, but always with your audience in the center of that. You know, always consider what is the value that they get. Why are you sharing that? What is the purpose of you putting that out, Right. So that when I heard that sentence, it's already like six or seven years ago, that really hit. That really hit. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm still figuring out what exactly is my story, where I was at that point. Like, what is my story? Who am I? And then it added the additional layer. Oh, it's not actually about just figuring out what the story is, but then also how I'm sharing that. And that is what I see a lot of people having difficulties with as well. And this is where another level of resistance comes in.
0: Absolutely. And I, and I do love that, you know, we get to be vulnerable, we get to, you know, show our humanness, but it's also, you know, we have to, we have to close the loop on that so that people see, you know, we don't become a victim, it, right? We don't stop there. Like we walk, we power through it. And which brings me to another really good point around resistance. You know, a question that comes up often is this high idea of, Okay. So how do I know when I'm just absolutely in fear and this is just me needing to find a way to get comfortable being uncomfortable, right? For example, like doing lives, being on video, you know, whatever it may be, there's a lot of different skill sets we have to build along the way. And like anything, it's not comfortable at first. Like I can promise you, if I went out, you know, for the first time, roller skating or, Doing gymnastics or whatever it may be, learning to walk. I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't comfortable. And so there's certain things that we do have to just do. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Nike, but some things it's like just do it, just do it, do it messy, do it often, and guess what? It gets better. So you just have to start before you're ready. But then there's other pieces, and this comes a lot into play with my clients and like DMing, for example, like. There, where they're just like, I am. refuse. I just, and it's out of alignment for me to cut and paste a hundred DMs a day or whatever it is into Facebook and just, you know, just assert myself on everybody. Right. And I guess some coaches well, you could argue both sides, right? Like maybe that's just fear and maybe it is, but for a lot of people, you know, especially depending on what your human design is. It really does go against how they want to sh- their integrity and how they want to show up for their business, and so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, I, I need to just go one step back before we do- jump into this DM conversation thing because I, when you just said you know learning to walk, you, you didn't, you don't really actually remember. But that is exactly that is a great example where there's a first point. While overall, I fully agree to what you say. There's a mini element in it where I want to really add a different perspective on top. Um, to this thing of pushing through the resistance, Mm -hmm. the result in the end is the same because you want to get to the point of doing it no matter what. The question is just how you're going to get there. And what I feel, the overall narrative that is out there on social, there's two polarities out there. One goes, push through it by any means. You know, push through it, just do it anyway, And that's very masculine. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it might be necessary to be doing that. And if you have the ability and we know that, and it's just like a safety option, it's amazing. The other polarity, another extreme, that's like the very feminine is, oh, it doesn't feel so good today. So I'm just not going to do it. I must heal more. right? I mean, (laughs) which is
0: fine.
1: It doesn't really serve to be in either of them because both, I don't want to necessarily say they re-traumatize you. But especially the one, if you constantly move in this, I'm pushing through, I'm pushing through. What you tell yourself subconsciously is you are not allowed to feel fear and you are not allowed to have this emotion. And this is just completely counterproductive. But when you just said, and that is the best example ever from when we learned to walk, for example, we're very little. And because our brains at that point, they can't challenge the situation. And That is what I feel. I don't think anyone who's learning to walk at like, I don't know, two years of age or whatever it is, you will not find it hard because you have not the consciousness and the awareness of heart yet. You're not thinking about it. You're not, you're just, you're being in the innocence of a child, of that little, little child and the innocence of experience and curiosity. And if you can find this as the driver to do it anyway. That is yes. beautiful. That is it's- beautiful because then you come through through the power and not the
0: pressure. Yeah. Right? I love that. That's so powerful. I just want to restate that. Like, you know, when we're thinking about facing our fears and overcoming, you know, the power of, of coming out the other side and doing it for those reasons it versus. Just the pressure and just you know the gusto and the force and all that that lower vibrational energy. So that that's so important. And and I, I never really thought of it that way, but but it is, it is so much about walking through it sometimes and just understanding that the more you do these things, the better you get, and giving yourself grace because. You know, I, I did something earlier this week, and I was so embarrassed. I'm, I won't go into it right now, but let's just say it was not. It was just. It was an email I sent out to my audience, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that." But you know what? I just had to sit with it and be like, "This is okay." So it happened. It happened. I sent out an email. I'll, I'll just tell you, I sent out an email where, in the title, I've, and even though I proofread it and all the things, my kids were running around. There's my excuses. Instead of you it said, yo, and my husband screenshot it. And he's like, you know, and, and, but so I just had to sit with like, okay, so the gig is that my audience now knows that I'm not the best proofreader, And that sometimes I have, um, what is it? Not punctuation typos, you know? And so then I immediately sent on another email and it's just like, I apologize. (laughs) I'll try to do, you know, but and and people responded to that, you know? And so I, it's really important that we go, we also walk through these things, come out on the other side so that we can reinforce, okay, I'm still safe. Like nobody, I love, I, just, I have to say that now. I love that you share the story and I love that
1: you. To send out the other email saying, "Look, I made a mistake. I'm so sorry," because that is what you know what you initially said. That means being human and being vulnerable, and that is what people connect to. You got yes. reactions on that. You got replies. You know, people were saying probably they will have said like, oh my goodness, I didn't even notice. Or, oh
0: my goodness. That happened to me as well. <laughs> you right. know? And it just gives more people permission to show up as they are, because what keeps people stuck, especially in this first phase is I need to do all of the things and have all of the stuff and be this person before I show up. And the problem with that is you don't get to be that person before you show up. You have to show up and you become that person. And so this whole notion of I'll be ready when I is is an illusion because you're never going to, so long as you're not taking those actions and continuing to put yourself in those situations that at first feel uncomfortable, you don't get to become that person any other way than like you said, but I do love not putting the pressure But just knowing the power that you have, I got one more little quick story I'll share about it. You have, as you come out the other side of it. Um, So I'll never forget the first time I was on a bigger podcast. It was actually a TV show too. And Judith, I had to take like the whole day, you know, I was like, I'm just going to do my deep breathing. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fuss around with clients today. We're just going to, it's going to be a Jana day. And so. I was so nervous. And so now today, and you know this, I'm on a relatively large podcast later today and I have stuff, I am booked my butt off of right until that, that call, which is not how I like to run my business. It just worked out that way. But the point is, look at that expansion there. Like, look how much more I'm able to hold by continuing to challenge myself and hold more. So not only... Do I have my group that I have to run today? I'm recording this podcast with you. I was just on, you know, and then I get to show up for this big thing that, again, just a year and a half ago would have taken me out for the day. And now I'm showing up on all in all these different ways. And so in other words, that doesn't come without just doing it. Yeah, exactly. And that is why I fully agree. We have to start
1: doing something because otherwise, how are you going to learn? How are you going to learn? Just, I have one example from last year where I, last year, I started spending more time abroad, like workation, if you want. So I spent last year two months in Portugal. And usually when I go, my husband can't come with me yet because of his work situation. So I'm then there, I was there alone, but I love it. I'm I'm going to the ocean. And one thing I challenged myself with, and I had to go through the same thing. It's almost, almost ridiculous if you're going to hear that, right? Um, it was by the Atlantic ocean and obviously you can go surfing. So just like the wave riding, not the wind surfing yeah. or the sail, but just, you know, the, that surfing. And I had been doing it like eight years ago. I had tried once or twice. I didn't really get to a mastery level, but I had been doing it before and I knew I was able to kind of, you know, not drown and not die in there. And I <laughs> saw it at the beach and it, and I wanted to do it. I really, something pulled me in them, like just go there get the damn board and a wetsuit and go do it, you know? And then it took me three days to actually really go there, not because I was afraid of the water. What I had to sit with that was that resistance. And I thought at the beginning I was afraid to fail. That's what I thought. That was the first impulse where I thought, oh, that is fear. What if I don't make it? You know, what if I don't get to that level that I think I want to make? But it wasn't that. It was just the cover of something completely different. And that was even more ridiculous if you look at it logically. Because what it uncovered underneath was I had a resistance. And that was connected to deep shame in the end. It wasn't even fear. To allowing myself pleasure full time. Because I was there to work. Yeah. Right? And that is... I love But then I went and the best thing is, and I thought, you know, my mind then kept going into storytelling with no proof ever. My mind then went into, oh, but you know, it doesn't matter if you don't go, you probably just save money. That'll be a good thing because probably it's just super expensive. I ended up going down there, rented the damn thing for two hours. And I think it cost like 15 euro. It was like nothing, you know, and I had the best time ever, but it took me three damn days to do it and to figure that out. And that is how much resistance your emotions can cause. Even when you think at the first place, it is fear. Sit with it, give it space. Just like Jenna has said, you know, she gave herself space until until she was able to hold more, like today. And for me, it's the same thing. That was just a tiny example. You know, the way that you can move, the speed at which you can move is a very relevant factor on your success. And that is likewise the same thing with showing up online. If you have that resistance, like I had to just book the damn board for you to show up online, to go live on Facebook, go live on Instagram, record the YouTube video, figure out what your story is. Okay. If it takes you three days for the first time, then it does take you three days, but you will do it and you will mm. find the curiosity in it. Find the Start asking the questions Oh. But how could it be fun? Or what would it be like? Get curious about that. That's the counterbalancing of the other talk and the chatter in your mind. How to overcome that. Maybe you even end up doing the first live about these three days that it took you to go online Yeah, That is what we shared in, I think, two episodes back when what you're experiencing daily is just giving you content.
0: Absolutely. And what I love about what you shared, and, you know, this is where those nuances come in, right? You know, sometimes it's that whole, like, feel the fear and do it anyway. But sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's really an opportunity to go deeper. Just don't get stuck there. You know, it's just coming, meeting in the middle on this. Because some, you know, our fear is trying to ultimately guide us through something. And it could just be like, you know, something ridiculous, like, you know, Facebook's going to kick me off if I like do a stupid live, right. Or whatever it may be, or nobody's going to like my post. Nobody's going to comment, you know, and then they're going to hate it. And they're going to or get hate it. Off. Or yeah, right, like I'm coming out about something and they're not going to like it. But then that's the opportunity to, to really dig deeper and say, okay, then what? Then what? You know, who are these people? Do I know these people? Are these just random people on, you know, on the internet that, you know, I always go back to that quote, the ones that mind don't matter. And the ones that matter don't mind." Dr. Seuss. And, and that, (laughs) but it's true. And so, but that does give you that opportunity to explore it a little bit more so that you can arrive at your own truth in it. And that's sort of where I ended up arriving in this whole, you know, when I would have resistance around showing up in a certain way or needing to be perfect or whatever it is, it gives when we can even lean into the fear a little bit more instead, of like you're saying, just override it and push and do it. It will give us that deeper, that deeper motivation because you it is perfectionism. Um, it
1: is. I'm just thinking of one other thing, you know, I thought about, you know, what is, what is another thing that might open up um, the space? Cause when we're talking now about the business and, and how you show up online and, I just had a client and we talked about her social media strategy. And her resistance was she had a huge resistance towards Facebook. And she's like, But do I have to be on there because my audience is there? But and it's like the biggest platform at the moment overall. But I have so much resistance. And then we talked about that. And it was not about figuring out now the deep trauma that potentially might be still there. You know, it was not about that. But we flipped it around, said, Okay, but what feels expansive to you? Mm -hmm. Are there other platforms? Are there other ways of creating content? Is there, you know, is there anything what feels more in flow for you? And we ended up for her and it's a service-based coaching healing business just to give you the idea of, you know, what space that is. Um, And we ended up for her tailoring it to going on YouTube because she loved doing YouTube videos, but she had high resistance to go live on Facebook. (laughs) But she loved creating for YouTube Then we mapped out Pinterest for her, which is the same, you know, for her, the difference was the other two platforms like YouTube and Pinterest to her felt like I can just create and provide and it's search based so people can find me. And then we said, okay, we'll use your YouTube or your Facebook just to repurpose the content from the other ones and just add a few other pieces of content natively on Facebook that felt easy to her. But it's not going to be for her the thing where she has to be on every day posting two to five times a day, you know, all of that stuff, that's a different strategy. And I just thought that might be helpful as well to figure this out your way. You know, there's not only one or two platforms on um, just because your clients, your audience might be on one of these platforms. you There's different ways how you can feed those platforms, how you can be present on there. Right. Mm-hmm. And So in the end for her, she was like, oh my goodness, this is giving me so much energy now. And she's like, okay, I, I got a schedule now for content creation and stuff. And that was just so easy then, you know, just feeling into what felt expansive for her and where she felt aligned to create content for the way, the format, but also the delivery of it. And how much interaction is involved versus how much I can just be present in my energies, so that other people can find me. That caters also a little bit in what you just said in human design. And, you know, if you look into really understanding who you are, that is what also supports your path in finding which of these strategies, platforms, ways of delivery of your content and your story is the
0: one that lights you up most. And you hit on something that I talk about often. And, you know, of course, it all comes back down to Awareness, right? Awareness of self, awareness of what you want this to look like, awareness of how you really want to show up, mission, you know, all of that piece, those pieces. But then discernment too, right? You know, because sometimes it is, this is not in alignment for me. I don't want to be here. It's not about fear. It's about integrity or it's about just another way that's the right way for me and knowing the difference between that. And following that and knowing when it is like, well, this, this is just one of those things we're going to have to meet head on. You know, and I like to say it's the difference between fear and resistance that may or may not, we got to explore it, but it needs to be overcome one way or another versus just out of alignment, out of, out of integrity with how I want it, how I want to run things. Like I'll give you an example, you know. I had resistance so I'm emailing every day to my people and, you know, working with my coach, I, re- he, I, he helped me see like, well, you got to remember, like not everybody's seeing this. And sometimes, so you really want to be present and it's actually better because they see your name more and all these things. And so I finally got on board with that. Right. Like I was like, okay, that's just resistance around not really wanting to create the emails. And that's resistance around, you know, Making my audience mad when actually statistics show that they it, they don't. You know there is over emailing, but under emailing is far more. Um, what's the word detrimental to your business because they're like, who is this person again? You know, and so anyway, so that I met head on to figure out what 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 really was in that the, the resistance and the fear. However, at the end, he said, but don't forget to add some scarcity to your offer. And so that hit differently. That was when I looked him dead in the eye and I said, I am not going to create and fake scarcity so that somebody feels this FOMO or whatever fear, you know, that buyer psychology so that they buy. I want them to buy because they know it's the right thing for them. Not because they're, oh, I better do it or else, you know? And so that's just an example of how, how these things can feel differently and how they get explored differently and where you do draw the line for yourself. And some of that does, a lot of that does take cultivating that awareness that you've been talking you were talking about earlier, like knowing like what you stand for, what you stand, what are you willing to do to get a client? Where is the line for you? You know? And and so just knowing what that is. And for me, and I would love to get your take on this too, Judith. For me, it feels different in my body. So that like resistance fear feels like, oh, you know? And it just kind of is more of a uh, kind of, I don't know how to explain it, but I can just feel it in my gut, but but just more in that like pesky kind of way, if that makes sense. I don't know. Whereas when it comes to breaking my integrity, I feel higher, and it's like, oh no, 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 absolutely not. Like it's 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 a very sharp, hell no, you know, versus a uh, sort of like a lagging feeling. So I no, don't know how but- it feels different for you, but that's that's and 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 the the sharp is also very much. Um, coupled with just absolute and utter disdain and in, and in, in disgust, like that's j- absolutely not versus more of that anxiously, stressfully, oh no, kind of feeling.
1: I love that you opened up this conversation because I feel I want to add two things: a, how I'm, I am perceiving it, and b, one thing, how I know from my own experience, but I also know from my clients, they get stuck in understanding and figuring out what what is what. Mm -hmm. um so how am i perceiving that the resistance part for me and now i can really i can smile about this when i every time i catch myself because i figured my biggest pattern when i'm in just resistance you know i'm just trying to procrastinate in a way um is when i find myself all of a sudden finding watering the flowers be the most important thing of the day (laughs) you know these (laughs) random kind of things oh didn't i want to kind of put stuff out of the dishwasher Wasn't there something super important to Google? You know, when I feel I'm distracting myself, oh, I have to double check what time it is. You know, these like mini random things. As soon as I catch myself on any of them, I'm like, okay, where did I get off track? What was it actually that I wanted to do and that I need to do? Because I know it is valuable and I have to do it because it makes sense and I want to do it anyway, but I'm just having resistance. So it's these mini, mini things. It really, it starts with, Just checking the time on the phone again, randomly, you know, as soon as I catch myself on these mini things, I'm like, okay, stop it. Where did I get off track back? So this is what I learned across the years. Um, The other thing I must say, the out of alignment or out of integrity, that was for me very hard. That was very hard to get there to feel that and to have my internal navigation system set to it because yeah. from my experiences of the abuse and all of that that part that voice inside of me had been shut down so hard that it didn't have a voice anymore yeah that my my the trauma reaction was before it got all healed and uncovered was every time there was something against my integrity my whole system would just go and shut down and just endure endurance was the main response to anything that was out of integrity and alignment but i would never tell i would never i would just go like this and and your and your and it was very hard until i understood that i mean through the trauma and stuff and then you know all that you know about yourself and you learn about yourself when you go through these things understanding it and then figuring out oh that is actually what means when it's out of alignment was the first big step to understand but it took me actually years to shift this around and then really take action because it's one thing when you start seeing it but then changing and shifting it and i would say only maybe from a year and a half two years ago probably it started that i was at that point that i could really starting to directly take action on when i felt it before it was realizing okay next time maybe when something like that happens i might be in the position of acting in a different way and saying what i'm actually really feeling or where i'm not aligned or you know what i just don't want or where i have a different opinion whatever it is i would never do that i would wait either until the situation is over i would wait until whatever it is and it was even back in corporate times um situations in a meeting where i knew i had a different opinion and i knew i had, I had to contribute something but I wouldn't. I would wait, you know, to find that kind of perfect timing. When could I, you know, raise my voice? Boom, the conversation was over. Yeah. and That is how I had to learn back. And I see that with a lot of people as well, depending on what they have experienced. When they have such a strong experience in their background where this part was never heard and it never got encouraged to speak up, you got to work on that. And it happened, it happened, you know, but just to know that you're not stupid or you're not failing if you're not figuring it out right now. But to know that there is a difference in these two things and it's about listening and observing yourself without judging yourself, understanding, oh, if my default reaction also is kind of hiding away, observe it. If you can't change it at the moment, that's okay. Observe it, but see that, oh, this means I'm out of alignment. This means I don't want this. And then start bit by bit. Um, I'm sure we're going to have another episode on that, on the body and, you know, all of these things, but there's a million ways that you can practice. But I just want to bring awareness to the fact in this episode that this might be a challenge to even find that, to even understand, oh, this is what it means when it's not aligned, when it's out of my integrity. And it should be like a freaking fucking hell no, right? right? you got to right? find that. And then have the the difference, just as we both just shared, right? Because that it is. Sometimes it's just procrastination and a resistance of something like, darn, I don't want to do taxes, you know? I don't want right, to do whatever right, it is. Right. But I know I have to do it and it makes sense. Or it is really something where you say, no, this will no. be crossing the line. This mm-hmm. is completely not who I want to be. This is not how I want my business to be run.
0: Or it is not how I want to be seen online because it's not who I am. Right. It, it crosses some some internal line for you, and I love that you shared that. You know, and especially you know, I have that gut authority in my human design. So for all of us, it'll be a little bit different depending on what we've been through, but then also what our design is and where we feel things. And so, you know, a big part of our work when we work with clients you and i both is to help people get more acclimated to their own body in their business you know because at first it does feel it may feel similar or you may not know at all and just to know how to explore these things and to bring awareness of these things but then also not to get stuck there to your point you know at some point we have to bring it back around and and you know I always spoke my mind, which is funny. You know, I I'd always, even way back in the beginning of my sales days, I remember they were doing something. that was totally unethical and I was like brand new and my numbers have stunk. And I still told my boss, I'm like, I'm not doing that. I do not believe in that. I am not doing it. And wouldn't you know, a year later, he got let go. Several other people did, you know. So point being like, we'll all have our different, um, shades of gray on this. is Some of us are, are have always sort of been that way. And some of us, you know, may have to do more exploring around what that looks like. But just knowing that it's there and that they are different. And the more time you spend in it, the better you're going to be. 100%. Maybe that is a great
1: last thing to round this episode off before the next episode. We'll dive deeper in the part two of this triplet. Right, and I'm going to look a little bit more into into how you connect to people that, like, how you nurture them and what you do once they're there. Right, and that for yes. me, actually, now I'm looking really forward to recording this because that part has been has created huge resistance for me as well. I was somebody at some point like, oh, I want them to be here, but fuck, now they're here. Yeah. Scared. What am I going to do now with them? Oh my Wait, goodness, they're going to go away Wait. once they see who I really am. They're just going to leave.
0: That was (laughs) And I want to bring more awareness to that middle piece because a lot of people think, well, as long as I have the leads, then then they're going to, you know, I'll just close them. But, and for some, it may be that way. Like I'm that type of buyer. Like I know exactly what I want. I know exactly what it looks like when I see it and I will pull the trigger, you know, but for a lot of people, it's not that way. And so we have to respect that client journey and it is a journey and we have to know what to do with them in each step. So we'll be exploring that more next week. And just thank you so much for listening. And uh, I'll let Judith take us out.
1: Amazing. So let me see what comes through as a main takeaway or something to leave you with that. I feel it is allow yourself to find your own way of how you express yourself while knowing and acknowledging as well that you have to find a way if you want your business to be successful. If you really choose to be an entrepreneur, if you want this to be a business, if you want the leverage, the impact, all of that, your soul's purpose out there in a way that really creates success, then you have to find your way. But no, there's like a million ways. And I hope what we shared gave you a bit more Perspectives and let us know in the comments, or you can DM us, look in the links below here where you can find us on social, or email us, just questions, or what was your takeaway? And then I'm really looking forward
0: to being with you and with Jenna together next episode. Sounds amazing. Yes. Just start before you're ready. Just do what you need to do because there you're always going to be rubbing up against discomfort in one way or another as you build your business. And so I, I didn't really stress that enough in this episode and it's such a big piece that I see my clients struggle with. You, you know, I'll, as soon as I'm confident enough, I'll do it. As soon as I have X amount of whatever, then I'll do it. And it just doesn't work that way. So just know that everybody walks through this one way or another. It's part of it. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. So we will continue this conversation next week. Bye for now. Bye.
1: Thank you so much for listening. And we have an amazing gift for you. We really want you to expand your mind and business and help you create the impact that you desire.
0: You know how success is an inside job. If you really like this podcast, please download this episode and leave us an amazing review. If you screenshot your review and email it to AwakenedEntrepreneurRevolution at gmail.com, you will receive our most powerful bundle unlock your success with guided meditation and breath work. And thanks again for listening.